My name is Sherry Rendell, and I'm the Director of State and Local Engagement. And I am joined by a special guest on the phone, Chris Odette, whose daughter, Krisha, was killed by an illegal alien. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. I know that remembering your story brings back a lot of pain, the pain of permanent separation, and truly appreciate your willingness to share with us. Will you please walk us through the evening of September 12th, 2014? My daughter had, um, after school, she went to a party, uh, I believe it was a birthday party, for one of her classmates at the new school that she was attending, the new high school. And while she was at the party, she texted me and asked me if she could spend the night with one of her friends that she had met um, uh, from school. And uh, initially I told her to her no because I hadn't met her parents. And uh, the rule was that I have to meet them before, uh, before she could spend the night. In her eloquent and cute way, she told me that if I take her over to the parents' house, that that would be my chance to meet them. And I thought back and I remembered um, her mom, my late wife, telling me before she passed away not to be overprotective of her and to let her live and, and to enjoy, enjoy life. And so I, I agreed. I changed my mind. I agreed. And it was about nine o'clock when we arrived, nine o'clock in the evening. And her mom, uh, when she answered the door, she said she had left her phone inside, and I had forgot my phone in my truck. So I, I told her, since we couldn't exchange numbers right at that moment, I told her I would just have my daughter text me with uh, her phone number whenever I talked to her and say goodnight to her. And so. I gave my daughter a hug at night, and she ran inside excited to get a chance to spend the night with a friend. The time I got home was about 30 minutes later, and I got a call from my landlord who's telling me that um, the mother was trying to reach me, that there had been an accident, and uh, that they uh, they didn't know what was going on, that I just needed to, to call. So I grabbed, uh, I, I, I called my uh, my daughter's phone number. And her friend answered the phone. She was uh, pretty panicked. And she said that Krisha uh, uh, had been in an accident and that they were trying to find a pulse for her. And it made absolutely no sense. I, I, I tried to figure out how they were in a car accident and Krisha, they're trying to get a pulse. None of it made sense. So I told her that I was on my way. And... Uh, on the way there, um, I, I ran a red light trying to, to get there. I had my hazard lights turned on, and the light was red. No one in the intersection seemed to be moving, so I figured I would just go ahead and proceed through. And as I entered into the intersection, um, the car from the right-hand side came through. And I came through the light anyway, and I started trying to avoid them, but I, I hit the vehicle. And uh, the vehicle spun and hit me a second time and pushed me over into the oncoming traffic lane that was stopped at the red light. I hit that vehicle, and 
I guess it hit with such force that it pushed that vehicle over to the next lane and hit the other vehicle. I, I, I started looking at the guy's vehicle that I, that I hit that was to my left side, and I was apologizing and just telling my, my daughter's been in an accident, just trying to get there. The police arrived and um, started taking my information, and I told them that my daughter had been in an accident. I was trying to get to her. They told me they were going to take me to the hospital, and they wouldn't tell me anything. They <clears throat> took me through the emergency room entrance into uh, one of the rooms, I guess, that they admit people when they're filling out their information. And a doctor came to me and asked me what my daughter's name was. And I, I told them was, her name was Krisha. And they, I heard them tell another doctor or someone that, that um, the Jane Doe's name was, was Krisha. He told me that uh, her injuries were pretty severe when she arrived. And they tried to uh, resuscitate her, but they couldn't. And so she was... She was declared dead shortly after she arrived. And they gave me a moment to let me go in to see her. I didn't know for a few days what had actually happened. All I understood was that there was an accident and she was killed. Um, they, the officer assigned to the investigation came to my house and wanted to get my statement Um and find out what I knew. And as I uh, began talking with him, I told him everything that uh, that happened that I knew of. And I asked him to, um, to tell me what happened because I had, had no information. No one had said anything. I didn't know exactly what happened. How did she, how did she die? And he told me that a 36 year old male who was driving uh, a truck that he said he had borrowed from a friend uh, and had no license, uh, was driving. Uh, my daughter had crossed the street at a crosswalk. There, across uh, the street at an intersection, there wasn't a crosswalk, and she had dropped her phone. So she went back into the road to pick up the phone. And at that point, um, supposedly he didn't see her until it was too late, and he hit her. And they said that the doctor said that they believed that she died instantly but her, her death certificate said it took minutes for her to die. And when he said that he was a 36-year-old male um, without a license, I, I immediately I stopped, stopped him and I asked him, I said, how can you be a 36-year-old male and not have a license? And the officer told me, uh, which turned out to be a lie, they told me that they believed that he may be in the U.S. illegally. They already knew it. They had, they had known it. Um, from the moment they started collecting his information. And I asked him if the guy was going to go to jail for killing my daughter. And he told me that uh, they still have to do the investigation, that he voluntarily took a, uh, a blood and urine test to find out if he had any drugs or alcohol in his system. But um, if, there was, if there was nothing in his system, that it was likely that he wouldn't be charged. In the... Later days, I found out that that he was released. I had to look this information up myself because I went uh, a few days later to the police department to pick up my daughter's belongings, and I was given a copy of the accident report. 
using that, I looked on uh, the county website and found that he had been released 36 minutes after he was arrested that night. So to date, has there been justice for Krisha? There has been no, no real justice for my daughter. Chris, we are so, so sorry for your loss and for everything that has happened. And we want to thank you so much for sharing this difficult story. And we know that you will continue to fight. Fair will continue to fight alongside of you and all of the Angel families. And we just um, want you to know that we want people to be aware of Krisha and her story. Thank you.